You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 166, featuring special guest John Bettenhausen, owner and restorer of multiple generations of Chevy trucks. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, ride along to the Midwest to meet John Bettenhausen, owner of five Chevy trucks and whose love for General Motors pickups began during his high school days in Texas. Now with the personal goal to own at least one example of every GM truck generation, John is passionate about his restored gems. It's time to head to the Hoosier State to find out what's the truck with John. So, let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Tubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is great to have you back with us again on this latest audio road trip. Remember that this is your podcast. Together, it's all about car community, car culture. Today, I'm excited for you to listen in to a discussion with John Bettenhausen, a guy who knows his bow tie pickups. Hey, don't go anywhere. This episode's trivia question is queued up and ready for you. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Right now, we would like to proudly mention our official OEM sponsor, Porsche Mechanicsburg. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, 718, or 911, Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models. When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality, parked in your driveway. All right, it is time for this episode's trivia challenge. Here it is. How many generations of Chevy Silverado trucks are there? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. It's now time to get on the studio phone line to speak with truck guy, John. Hello, Cubers, it's Darren, and this evening I'm fortunate to be on the phone with John Bentonhausen. John is based in southern Indiana, and he is essentially a truck aficionado. In fact, uh, John, you own five currently, isn't that not correct? That is correct. Well, John, I, I know when we, we've talked multiple times offline, and it really all started back from your high school days, and the fact you got to spend half days in the auto body shop, and, and you learned it and knew it um, from a pretty much a young age. And was it the 71 was the first? Yeah, so the, the 71 C10 was uh, was the first one. Um, you know, it, it, it started off looking for a blazer, and 
when I when I was 16, I, I found uh, a 71 C10 instead, and taking it into high school the the following year, uh, you know, doing the auto body program, it it just it snowballed from there. Um, you know, a little bit of rust repair. Being down in Texas, it it was it was really a straight truck, rust free, and um, really couldn't have uh, couldn't have expected a a better platform to be working off of, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially with the uh, with the limited skills I had at that point. Sure, I understand. Um, I get it. Well, what uh, what was it that kept you with the trucks? And I mean, I think everybody then maybe some folks go veer off to Camaros or Mustangs or what have you. But GM products, just Chevy trucks. What? Uh, why the bow tie and, and why GM? Uh, honestly, family tradition. Okay. I, I I don't know that uh, I don't know that GM products can. You know, I might I might hurt a lot of people's feelings, but I don't know that GM products are are any better than another another brand. Um, but it, it's just what I what I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the trucks are the trucks are easy to get into. They're they're pretty low cost to. To, to get into from a toy perspective mm-hmm. uh, I think that's why you see a lot of them are are going up in value because it's it, it's a it's a classic classic vehicle that you can you can enjoy and not spend a, a fortune on mm-hmm. right so do you, yeah, you get into showing any of your trucks or do you tend to just enjoy them for yourself I, I tend to just enjoy them for myself mm-hmm. and, uh, it's funny it's funny you mentioned that people get into into their Camaros and Mustangs but uh, I've, I've done the, the hot rod power tour with my Camaro uh, for the past three years so I missed 2021 and I didn't have one in, in 2020 but the three years prior to that I, I was able to go on the, uh, be a long hauler on the, the hot rod power tour so uh. seven cities in seven days so it's, <laughs> That's that's probably the only the only showing that I I typically do with them. That's pretty amazing. I'm sure that was a memorable experience. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. And which one did you? T- it's a, what you, what year is your Camaro? It's a 2000 Camaro SS. Okay. All right. Fun. Yeah, it is. It is the um, the only vehicle, the classic vehicle that I have with uh, with AC working. So <laughs> it's. <laughs> It is. It is one that uh, on a summer road trip you you need it. Yeah, in my opinion, that's what distinguishes it for sure. <laughs> what uh, walk us through how the seventy one then beget the second truck and and walk us through your stable. Well, the the seventy one, like I mentioned, I I started working on it in uh, in high school, and over that year I was able to take it down to the cabin frame. And, and get it repainted. So um, I ended up painting it a, a victory red with a summit white top. Mm. So it, it has that really, really classic feel to it. The, mm-hmm. the two-tone with um, with updated paint colors, obviously. But um, it it really it really went from there being a being a 307 V8 um, with a 350 transmission, stock ride height. So it, it it got chrome bumpers right out of high school. As soon as I went to college, it uh, it got a 383. 
Stroker. As soon as I got out of college, it uh, it got a lower end kit and <laughs> and a, a top end kit, and now it's got a, a new rear end with three seventy threes and and mm. a seven hundred R four. So <laughs> it um, it's a really a never ending project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as our vehicles tend to be. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean it's it's still it still gets a lot of time. There's um, there's, there's a lot of tinkering that needs to be done. Obviously, vehicles that sit, they develop leaks, so mm-hmm. just the maintenance, keeping it going, mm-hmm. keeping the gas fresh. Um, yep. I think that's probably the the thing I'm most guilty of. Mm-hmm. So, just not driving them enough. Yeah, not enough time either. At all. Right. What, uh, what element of the work do you not do, or do you do it all? I mean, do you, do you shoot paint and everything, or do you... So I, I do shoot paint and everything. Yeah, um, I've most recently gotten into the transmission side. Okay. Um, I remember we were know, talking I, the other day how that was just a small victory that it all lined up. Yeah, yeah, it was, and luckily I didn't have to. I didn't have to take that one back out. Mm. Um, you know, so it it was it was a good thing that uh, the hours of watching videos on on the internet made it all come together. So. I uh, I was I was happy the first drive it shifted through all the gears and nice. and didn't make any any grinding noises. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right, right, and uh, didn't drop out behind you in the rearview mirror. Well, that's right. amazing. Not everybody can say that as far as being able to do everything from body work to panel work and and to paint to course rebuild the engine to with the tranny work i mean it's that's i i find that something that's just well beyond my my wheelhouse and capability so i, I have great admiration for that well it, it really i never expected to um to be one to rebuild the you know a complete drivetrain either you know starting off in in high school working in the body shop i i was uh I was pretty weary of getting into anything mechanical, but I, as soon as I went to college, I started hanging out with a group of guys that that's what they did. So you'd, you'd hang out in the garage and, and work on cam swaps and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's how you build your knowledge. You, you put it together. If it isn't right, you take it apart mm-hmm. and hopefully you didn't, didn't completely destroy the engine. But, um, right. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. Out of out of college, I started working for an engine manufacturer, so it really, really is not not that difficult when you when you get into it. Um, you know, they they get put together every day, mm-hmm. and it's it's just the knowledge of doing so. Do you find that with each new project, which with each of the of your your trucks and and now just recently with the transmission, you're you're building some pretty serious confidence in, as you said, if you just break it down to manageable parts and then you you reach that summit and realize, oh, I, I did that, then it gives you confidence for the next one or whatever else you yeah. want to tackle. Definitely. Definitely. I think one of the one of the things I've got in the garage right now is a is a, a five three truck engine. So the issue that I have with it is it's a uh, it's a Gen 4 power plant, so the block is uh, the block and crankshaft, uh, specifically the tone wheel, runs on a on a 58x tone wheel. Okay. 
Okay. And doing a lot of the research into that, I've I've only ever played with the 2000 Camaro, which is a which is a 24x. Um, and there's there's so much more that goes into driving one of those, from what I've read. Um, obviously, it's it's still sitting on an engine stand, so it's it's one that I I haven't tackled yet. I'm mm-hmm. still very very much into carburetors and NHEI distributors. <laughs> that's uh, that's something that I've been doing a lot of a lot of research and reading and just trying to figure out what junkyard parts I can put together and and get it running. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot to just training yourself and uh, mm-hmm. and reading up to gain gain the knowledge and and confidence to to tear into the project like that. Sure. Yeah. Now I, I again I have a lot of respect because I tend to uh, I tend to hang back and think ah oh my gosh this would be a really expensive learning opportunity I don't know if I want to do it and um, hats off to you. Yeah. Well, I think that's a that's a pretty funny comment because I've I'm looking at a, my '64 right now with doors off and fenders off of it. It's just it's sitting there. I I just uh, just finished up replacing all the floor panels. Okay. So all the um, all the sheet steel in the floor pan from cab supports, lower A pillar rockers all of it it's um it, it was an indiana truck but it it just had a lot of rust that needed to come out so yeah yeah well, there's there's a lot a lot to it and and a lot to um a lot to the cost well, sure. <laughs> you, know, you, you think about the cost of rockers and they're they're <laughs> 50 or 60 dollars but by the time you put a whole floor in it you're you're sunk another 500 if you're if you're lucky yeah yeah well, I, I imagine uh, if you were still in Texas, you'd probably have a lot better projects to deal with than what you're what you're finding in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, you're you're probably right. Winters are a little harsher, that's for sure. They sure are. Well, talk, take us through um, from the '71. What came next, and and how did how did that come to be? Like maybe even just how you. Uh, do you search? Do you do the trucks kind of find you? I mean, that's the the pursuit is sometimes half the fun. Oh, it it definitely is. Um, yeah, the, the, so the seventy one was was one where I, I mentioned I was looking for a for an eighties blazer, and you know back in back when I was in high school, we we would always look at the at the newspapers and the free auto traders that we would get. And um, you know, it's really evolved from there. You'd you'd call a number, and maybe they'd answer. Maybe they'd get back to you, and you'd go look at a truck. But now it's it's completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, in in high sorry, not in high school, in college. Uh, you know, I was was searching around looking for a a truck to take hunting because I was I was in West Texas and. And didn't want to take my personal vehicle out into the into the fields and into the brush, and I just wanted a, a truck to beat around in. So looking on Craigslist and and trying to figure out in the surrounding cities what was available, and doing pretty much the same thing. But uh, you know now the last two trucks, the '85 Silverado I've got, and 
and the the 64 i was um, i was just on facebook looking on marketplace um man since since craigslist started charging it seems like that's the mm-hmm. the go-to place for me mm-hmm. yeah so the uh the last two trucks i i think within an hour they were they were posted and i was i was in contact with the owner and trying to figure out a way to go look at it that's so amazing. how far what's the furthest distance you've ever driven to get one of your trucks Oh, I think the furthest distance I've driven was uh, was only about two hours. Okay. I've, I've been pretty fortunate, um, and it might be just my my search criteria. You know, you you don't look at look out in California because <laughs> no. there's no point in teasing yourself. Yeah, Sarasota, Florida, <laughs> nah, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get so it. that just adds to the whole project cost. Why? Why do it? If you don't have to. Right. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. There, there was a guy, um, there, there's a guy I used to work with that, that drove out to Kansas. Um, you know, I just don't quite understand that. I'm sorry. Did he trailer something back? Yeah. He ended up trailering back a, a C10. Okay. Um, it was, it was wrecked in the front end, but mm-hmm. It was it was clean by by standards around here, so okay. it uh, it seemed worth the drive. Okay, well, that just means yeah. more around here for you. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> what uh, so walk us through truck two, three, four? How did they all come to come to live with you? So truck number two was a it's an '85 Silverado, a short bed, four wheel drive. And like I said, I was I was looking for something to go hunting in, so mm-hmm. I I found found that truck and ended up splitting the cost with my brother. Um, took it home for a for a um, I took it home for a, a summer and started painting on it just to just to get it a little bit more presentable. And before you knew it, it was down to the cabin frame again, like the first one. Mm-hmm. So it it just. Uh, it seemed to be a bad habit of me taking things a little too far. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I, I spent, uh, I spent the summer with my dad working on that one when, uh, when I got home from my internship. So I was just, just doing body work in the driveway and mm-hmm. ended up, ended up spraying the whole, whole paint job outside. Wow. And it was just a, just a single stage color solid nothing nothing too difficult mm-hmm. but uh you know it turned out a little bit too nice to to go messing around in the woods in so <laughs> uh-huh. you know it, stuff happens <laughs> it does it does <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not so bad that you have to make something too good to, to take back out and beat around yeah with. i get it i get it yeah and the the um the next one, I believe it was the the Camaro. Okay. Um, so I ended up, I, I had a 1997 in college, and it was a it was an LT1 hardtop six speed car, and I I was always in love with the with the with the blue SS T top, and I I found one that. I just I couldn't pass up, so 
that one that one I drove home and ended up wasn't fast enough you know <laughs> they never are no so. they really aren't <laughs> yeah so I, I bought a cam kit and put heads intake headers then uh, of course I, I realized I needed to replace the clutch and <laughs> While the clutch is out, I might as well rebuild the transmission, and it just time it to harden balls. things up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, these the winners. I mean, the, just having a little bit of salt on the roads gives you a lot of time to do some dangerous thinking. Oh, sure. So <laughs> I understand that. I understand it. Yeah. Wow. So what uh, what came after the Camaro? So after the Camaro, it was a it was a 1985 Silverado. Okay. So I had um, I had continued to look for another short bed, um, in the '67 to '72 era, and I stumbled across a 1985 short bed um, just by chance. You know, I'm I always I always tend to have different keywords that I search when I'm looking something looking for something, um, you know, whether it's C10, C20, mm-hmm. Silverado, mm-hmm. short wheelbase, or simply by just the year. So I don't know what search criteria finally, finally got it, but there was a, there was an older gentleman that, that had this truck and he bought it in, I think he said 93 with 80 some thousand miles on it. And when when I went and got it, it had 107. Mm. So he he just he never drove it. He had a had a truck for for what he considered the bad days and mm-hmm. rode his rode his motorcycle all the rest. So, wow. So it was it was a little bit rusty, but it um, it, it runs and drives great. Uh, tune up a set of tires and. And suspension work later, and it's mm-hmm. it's doing great. I mean, even the original uh, vacuum actuated cruise control still works on it. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's it's pretty uh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That does and sound like a good ride. Yeah, it's well, it's definitely a, a I'd say a, an older guy's truck. It's it's got the sun visor on it in the front, but oh, okay. yep. unfortunately they they screwed into the oh. into the panels oh. you know and uh it's got a full set of running boards even mm-hmm. though it's a two-wheel drive <laughs> so it's yeah. stylish <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uniquely <laughs> itself yeah yeah <laughs> oh my gosh well, what came behind it yeah. so after that was uh was a 1964 okay. and um so I, I found it not too far from from where I currently live. It was a it was a farm truck its whole life, mm-hmm. um, you know. And the guy who who bought it off the farmer parked it in his garage with with high hopes, and uh, decided after a few years that he wasn't going to get around to it. Um, you know, so I I bought it off him and and drove it around for a few months. And then I realized that maybe I should, maybe I should start working on it. So I, I lowered it and I, I put, 
a ton of work into the suspension. Uh, there's a there's a guy I found that that allows you to do different um, different brackets that will adapt to a 1980s steering column, steering box, uh, brake booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can you can essentially update the steering and brakes to what you would have on a on a square body Chevy. I guess. Um, you know, and he's he's all over the forums and I might be giving him a plug here, but I I think his name is is something like Captain Fab. Okay. But but the the brackets I got off him to to adapt the uh, the brake booster and and the steering box, uh, you know, they work they work flawlessly, hmm. and you know, I can drive the truck down the highway with straight with no truck. issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. it's just amazing how how much you can take take off of uh you know off of off of an 80s truck and and make it work on those mm-hmm. um well, you know even the even the ball joints they're they're just a different size so so getting a different uh different later later model part number will allow you to to run a, a disc brake setup on the front that's pretty amazing yeah it's a good like you said it's a great platform uh, it's a good way into the hobby and there's a lot you can do with it essentially uh, limitless permutations of how you want to build out yeah I, I would agree with you mm-hmm. I think there's there's certain limitations to each one based on what you're trying to do with it mm-hmm. um, but for what I do which is just shine and drive yep there's there's no issues from a from a daily driver perspective, I think if you can you can be patient enough to live with the uh, with an older three fifty, mm-hmm. you know you you can do it. Absolutely. Well, that takes us up up to around your eighteen daily driver, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was um, that's actually the second second truck of that generation that I've owned. Okay. So um, I actually had a had a 2015 before this one and honestly just wanted heated seats <laughs> <laughs> so when i when i went to go look for an upgrade with heated seats i uh i i overspent <laughs> you know it, it just gets out of hand yeah yeah and I, I went from uh went from a white four-wheel drive uh lt to uh, a white Four-wheel drive LTZ with with nearly every option you can get in that uh, in that package bracket. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. I had a lot of guys tell me that they they didn't know if my if my my girlfriend at the time would uh, would be able to tell the difference when I pulled into the driveway. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's fun. My my dad had a similar story to yours, and um, he just said, "Yeah, I was tired of washing it. I just wanted to go get another one." So. <laughs> well, I I can agree with that. <laughs> I think the the first one it was about ready for a set of tires and yeah, oil there change. You go. Just change everything above the tires. You'll be just fine. just change it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't mean to to make this a sentimental on the spot, but if there was only only you could keep only one. Do you think you'd be able to make that choice? 
Yeah, I get that question a lot. Do you? Okay. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's it's difficult. I think I would have to just say the uh, the red one. Okay. Yeah. You know the uh, the nineteen seventy one. Sure. Sure. It's just uh, it's one that I've spent so much time working on that I think it'd be extremely difficult to part with it. I can I can understand that. It's been with you, you know, for, I mean, I, through through a lot, and like you said, it's it's been done, redone, and re redone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if if I could only take one with me, or or for whatever reason needed to needed to get rid of them, I, mm-hmm. I I'd probably I'd probably give a few away to family before sure before I sold them. I don't blame you. Know? Keep them close. That's just just part of it. Yeah, I think that's smart. Well, what uh, what haven't I asked that you'd want to share with the with the listeners, and and uh, that's perhaps just something about uh, what you have found with the trucks that maybe the car folks need to hear. Ooh. What can I tell them that they don't already know? <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the stuff that I'm I'm playing with is not new. Right. You know, no, it's, that's right. uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe it's just the, the comment of if you, if you don't know what you're doing, don't be afraid to ask. That's true. You know, like that goes for, for so many different things. Um, you know, outside of work in the garage, mm-hmm. inside of work, trying to, trying to get, uh, get your job done and. And, and get home to be in the garage. Yeah, right. You know, if, right. You, if you don't know what you're doing, there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking and sure. saying I don't know. Yeah. And that I think you would agree that the automotive community is a pretty tight and special group, and that's what I think is what I enjoy the most about the fans of the of the show and just the many great people I've met that. Everybody comes together and and helps helps out. It's just if you need it, they'll they'll be there. Oh, I I 100% agree on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, the the work and rework of of each vehicle I've got is there's there's been multiple hands in it. You know, there's 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 people that uh, will help you lift the hood off when you're when you're painting. There's mm-hmm. there's people that'll help you hold a hold the transmission when you're when you're putting it in so it's you know and there's there's even people that'll just go for a ride with you when you yeah. need to go pick up a part yep yep but True. yeah i would say that uh that you can't can't beat it if you got a good group of friends that that uh, you know share the same hobby makes a difference it really does it does make a huge difference for yeah sure. Well, John, I really appreciate you spending some time in your evening, uh, just touching base and sharing about the truck life and all that you're doing, and, and uh, definitely have to have you back. Who knows? There could be there could be more coming to your garage. We don't know. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, I I really don't know. <laughs> Maybe when uh, when one of them gets complete, or mm-hmm. or I'm able to upgrade my garage. That's you know, true. I, I'm sure you can imagine with with the. Uh, with the number of vehicles I've got, they do not all sit inside. No, <laughs> so, no. So I can I can completely see a, a new garage in my future. 
I think that's a very fine, fine investment goal for sure. For Definitely. Sure. Well, I really appreciate you being on and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing more of what happens uh, in, around your shop, for sure. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. From Studio A, I'd like to give a big thank you to John Bettenhausen for being a friend of the Cars of Carlisle Network and the giving of his time to be on the show. John, thank you so much. All right, friends, it's time to unload the C10 with this episode's trivia answer. But first... We'll be back in just about 60 seconds. Do you have a bucket list? Is there an entry on that list that reads something like, drive a supercar on a racetrack? Well, if so, we know how to help. Check out one of our valued corporate sponsors, Extreme Experience. They make supercars accessible to anyone. In fact, Extreme Experience travels to over 30 racetracks around the United States with a fleet of supercars so that anyone can drive the car of their dreams. And that fleet includes Porsches, Lamborghinis, McLarens, Ferraris, and more. Some of those exotic supercars you'll find on the website include the Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, the Corvette C8 C51, the Mercedes AMG GTR, the Porsche 911 GT3 RS, Ferrari 488 GTB, and more. Anyone over the age of 18 with a valid driver's license can drive, and those drives start at $109. There are no limiters or adjustments made to the cars so that you can get the maximum speed possible. In fact, along with your price comes a professional instructor who's sitting in the passenger seat, and they are going to be encouraging you to go faster. I've done it, and it is awesome. If you're not ready to drive or you'd like to take along friends and family for another type of thrill, well, there is a high-speed ride-along available for anyone ages 12 or older. Those start at $69. And for this season, the Charger Hellcat Y-Body will be used for the ride-along. So it is your turn to experience the thrill of racing an exotic supercar on a real racetrack with no speed limits and no experience necessary. Be sure to visit TheExtremeExperience.com, that's T-H-E-X-T-R-E-M-E, X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Okay, it's trivia time. As you recall, the question posed at the beginning of the episode was, how many generations of Chevy Silverado trucks are there? The answer, there are four generations of Silverados, and they've been manufactured by General Motors under the Chevy brand. Introduced in the 1999 model year, the Silverado, from my research, is the successor to the long-running Chevrolet CK model line, and it took its name from the top trim level during the CK series. The Silverado is offered as a series of full-size pickup trucks, chassis cab trucks, and medium-duty trucks. And the fourth generation of the model line came to be in the year 2019. So for the 2019 model year, generation four commenced. All right, friends, we are at the end of the show. As you know, it is great to have you be part of this and come back time and time again. Thank you for hanging out and being an integral part of this road trip journey. Because together, it really is all about car community and car culture. For now, I'll sign off with drive well, be well, take care. <laughs>